All right, Krishna, everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today is Bhakti Wednesday. So we are going to take a look at a very famous verse from the Bhagavad Gita today. And I have a few thoughts about this verse that I hope you will find useful or interesting. Um, we're going to have three takeaways that I've, I've written down for you. Um, and uh, we'll look at those after we read this verse. Um, if you have any questions you would ever like to ask... Uh, for Bhakti Wednesday or topics you'd like to see covered, email info at nightlightastrology.com and put Bhakti Q&A in the subject line. All right, so this is a verse that comes from the final chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Um, <clears throat> there are 18 chapters in the Bhagavad Gita, and in the final chapter, one of the very final things that is said by Krishna to Arjuna. This is a series of instructions, religious, spiritual, philosophical instructions that are being given from God to um, uh, Arjuna, God in the form of Krishna to Arjuna. They also happen to be like best friends. So this isn't, it's, a, it's a, you know, what I love about bhakti yoga in general is that the relationship with God is not just conceptualized between the soul and God as like reverential, like, oh, you bow down. And it, no, it's like um, it's described as a best friend or it's described as a mother or a father or it's described as a baby and a child or it's described as a lover. It's described as a friend. It's described even as an enemy uh, in, in certain places that there are there are ways of, that that even enemies start to move into their relationship with God through the lens of at least initially being an enemy. So it's interesting. This verse comes at the end as Krishna is giving instructions to his dear friend, Arjuna. And he says this at the very end, like his last instruction, he says, abandon all, this is the 66th verse of the 18th chapter, abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reaction. Do not fear. Wow. I'm going to read it again. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reaction. Do not fear. So let's, I just want to reflect on this verse a little bit and why I think it's such a profound verse when it's one that I come back to like very regularly in my mind, meditation, or just reading. Well, you know, on the surface, it might seem like Krishna is condemning religion, like get rid of every religion, you know, and then just surrender unto me. Well, what is that? What does that mean? But then it, it, the context matters because he goes on to say, I shall deliver you from all sinful reaction. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't, do not fear. So what I hear Krishna saying in this verse frequently is very uh, comforting to me is that insofar as we pursue any kind of religious or spiritual path in life, because we think that we're bad and we need to be good, or we are worried that we're not doing something right or that we need to get something right, that we need a set of instructions or directions to follow because we're worried about consequences otherwise. Something about that, that motivation, which 
if we follow the logic of this verse, would be rooted in fear. Krishna is telling us, let go of all that stuff. Let go of religion insofar as that is what religion means or that's why you're doing it. <clears throat> Put these up on the screen. Three takeaways. So this is the first one. Religion is not something that we we take to a religious or even call it a spiritual path because we want to get something right because we're scared of getting something wrong because we want something because we're afraid of losing something or getting something bad insofar as any kind of religious activity is rooted in that mentality it's also rooted in fear and krishna's very specifically saying get rid of that well what's left religious experience itself is at the heart of what bhakti yoga is all about and by religious experience let's call it communion or sharing or relating or being close to connecting to the divine it lives within us that lives within everyone and all things everywhere and that this connection this living breathing relational connection just as real as you listening to this or me talking to a friend or you you know making out with your lover right? That it's, it's an experience. It's not about getting something right. It's, it's not about getting something wrong. It's not about getting something you want or avoiding something you don't want. And it's all of which it tends to be rooted in the future and anxiety about the future and fear. Nope. Just abandon all of that stuff and surrender unto me. But in bhakti speak, that means move into experience of the divine. Make that the priority. I, I, that's what I hear Krishna saying. I'm sure there's a lot of things people have heard Krishna saying in this verse because it's very famous. And I'm just, you know, one person. But I hear, just hang out with me. Just change your consciousness. Move into a life of relating to the divine in what you do and and how you are from one moment to the next. Be alive. You're an eternal being. So learn to be alive. Learn to be alive. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. By being alive, I mean being alive with that sense of the eternal life, the eternal being that we're all a part of. <clears throat> so does that mean, oh, well, get, get rid of religion or any kind of path or tradition or practices or texts or you know, orthodoxy or doctrines or teachings. No, I don't think so at all. Personally, I don't see this verse as saying there's nothing in religion. I see it talking about a very specific mentality that we should let go of. That is often a religious mentality. Rather than religious experience, we think of religion as uh, like an institution like a thing if we're if we are practicing i mean you don't see lineages all over india teaching meditation and different kinds of daily prayerful or mindful practices and ways of connecting to god if if there is some belief that there is nothing necessary that it's all and it's all rubbish if you try anything that's not what this verse means. It means that any kind of religious practice or experience or institution is just a means through which, uh, a path by means of which you can cultivate 
this consciousness, which properly speaking is religious experience itself. What is religious experience? Well, the word from Latin means to reconnect, to if things have been separated, alienated, apart from one another, it's to join them meaningfully. So when we think of religion, we are usually thinking of exactly what Krishna is telling us to abandon, abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I will deliver you from bad reactions. Do not fear. And reactions here being, of course, karma like that. Don't get, don't spin your wheels in karma, which is always about what I want, what I'm not getting, what I am afraid of, what might happen, what I fear, what I, you know, don't spin your wheels in that stuff. Just, you know, let go of it. Don't be afraid. Create a relationship with me. That's what Krishna is saying. And that has always been the thing that has spoken to me the loudest, which is, you know, never for me been something that has meant that there is nothing good or valuable in a religious tradition or the many different religious traditions around the planet. It's always been a way of saying, look, if the religious tradition isn't helping you transcend the human uh, dimension of it into this divine experience, and it's probably not doing its job. And you definitely don't want to get yourself identified with a religion if you're not having religious experience because of the religion. So I see that as the great qualifying remark uh, of the entire Gita. It's like it's like this religious but not religious message. Number two, religious experience is personal. So a lot of times, you know, we think I need to go beyond religion because I don't want to have someone telling me what to do or think or act or behave or, or what I exactly what I should believe or experience or someone trying to have authority over something that feels infinitely personal and soulful. Well, rightly so. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. That imp that as a message for you know, thousands of years, the way that that's been taught in the bhakti yoga tradition is that every soul has an unfathomably unique relationship with the divine. <clears throat> so religion is just a vehicle for religious experience and to religious experience is so personal. And when you're having it, you recognize, ah, yes, there is a means by which a mantra that I've, I've, I've worked with that has connected me to God or uh, prayer time or silence or meditation or worship or, uh, you know, following a religious calendar in a tradition or something like that. But when you're actually having that experience and that consciousness is illuminated and you're just, you're in it, you know, the feeling is that it's so unspeakably personal. It's not it's a universal experience, and yet it can't help but run through the matrix and ecology of your own psychology and, and experiences. It, it, it flowers through those things. It has to include them. It demands that your personal experience, your personal nature, your selfhood is all included. At the same time, number three, third takeaway that I always get from this verse is that reality is relational. I My favorite teaching from Jesus of all time is really the simplest one. It's like, what are, what are the greatest commandments? He cites the Old Testament and he says, well, it's love God with everything you've got. And then guess what? The second commandment is like it, which is love everyone as you love yourself. So there's this similar thing in bhakti. Krishna often says, if you want to love me, the way that I'll know that you're loving me 
and that will make me feel really good and therefore our relationship will deepen is if I see you loving my people, my, you know, <laughs> my cre if I see you loving beings <laughs> because they're a part of me too. So if you try to love me but exclude other beings, you're excluding me because I'm a part of every every being. So love my devotees, love people who love me, love people, love love everyone and everything. And that so the thing that I also take from this is that you know in this modern era the one problem I have with the spiritual but not religious mentality is that sometimes what it really means is I'm doing this all by myself and I create like a little vacuum around myself and and my practices or my path becomes so personal uh which is probably that's good and I could see why I could totally empathize with and understand why someone would want to block out other voices or authorities that, that get in the way of that personal religious the personal nature of religious experience but at the same time um that that personal dimension exists between ourselves and other beings so there's a way in which our faith and you know some people are going to be relatively more hermit like i'm not saying there's no place for that but for most people for the religious experience to deepen it needs to be meaningfully brought into community with other people even if you don't do exactly the same things you're not going to one particular religious tradition. I can't tell you how much it means to me to sit and talk to other people about astrology all the time. Like that's my that's part of my faith community. All of you sharing time with you and my colleagues and friends who talk astrology. For my wife, it's, you know, Ashley, it's her herbal community, but it's also our yoga community. And I think it's important to make sure that in our aversion to religion, which I believe Krishna probably supports in that verse abandon all varieties of religion don't be afraid don't use religion as this weird way of dealing with existential fear well, that not that type right and understandable why why someone would want to like block out and make it this intensely personal thing that no one else can touch because let's face it if that's not s sacred and protected then you know we're 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 up shit creek without a paddle as my grandpa used to say but reality is relational. We're not meant to do everything alone or go it alone. We're meant to have teachers, mentors, friends, people at different levels or stages of their development, you could say, that we look to or talk to and peers that we share with um, as we are cultivating um, a relationship, a soulful relationship with um, the universe or God, divinity, whatever you want to call it. We call it Krishna in the bhakti tradition. But... Um, I think the most important thing is that it's personal. It's being to being. Uh, so anyway, I hope this is useful for you guys today. Uh, a few thoughts about my favorite verse, one of my favorite verses in the Bhagavad Gita. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll look forward to more next week. All right, that's what I've got for today. Hare Krishna, everyone.